You're listening to the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam.
Well, thanks, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to yet another week of the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. Today in the studio, well, actually FaceTiming us in the studio, we've got Mr. Alan Baylock on the show today. That first tune was an arrangement he did of Pat Metheny's song for Bill Bayo, and that was uh, the first uh, first album by the Alan Baylock Jazz Orchestra. And so uh, we're going to talk a lot more with Alan. Alan is actually, you know, one of the leaders in the United States, I would even say the world, the leaders of, of a contemporary big band arranging and composing. And, uh, and, and he's regarded in the jazz circle as one of the top go-to guys. And so it's such a cool thing for him to come on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. And, and so, man, I know you're really busy. You're about to do some major career shifts. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, yeah. My, my pleasure, Colin. Thanks for inviting me. So, so I'd like to just dive in, man, and, and, and get a feel for what got you into music in the first place. Yeah, that's a great question, and it's one I love answering because it involves my family. Uh, I'm the youngest of six kids, and uh, so I had the, the great fortune of hearing all my older sisters and my brother practice as I was falling asleep or taking a nap as a little kid. Um, my parents weren't professional musicians, but they're amateur musicians. Uh, my dad played all kinds of things, violin, harmonica, guitar. Um, and then each, each of my sisters and brother also played piano or another band instrument. So, um, you know, there was always music in our house if it was just them practicing or jam sessions. Um, and then I, you know, I started playing piano as pretty much as long as I could just sit up at the piano bench, just, uh, you know, noodling around and messing around and trying to figure out the sounds that I liked. Um, and then in fifth grade, I started playing trumpet. My brother was a trumpet player, um, and that really turned me on to music. I had a great band director named Dana Menser um, back in a little town uh, in southwest PA uh, called Evansburg, Pennsylvania. It's about 90 miles away from Pittsburgh uh, between Altoona and Johnstown. It's really in, in, in no man's land, coal country, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, this guy was our band director, and uh, he totally turned me on to music. And uh, really, at that point, at age 10, I really figured that that's what I wanted to do. I really got bit by the music bug pretty hard. Um, started practicing trumpet. I just wanted to be Maynard Ferguson. Um, <laughs> and I was fortunate enough to see him later in my life so many times and do some writing for him as well. Um, but into high school, I started writing a little bit. Um, but I still wanted to be a trumpet player. By the time I got my undergrad at uh, Shenandoah, um, I started writing more and more. Uh, and that was a great opportunity for me to kind of, uh, you know, mess up and make some mistakes and find out uh, the hard way what the sounds I wanted to come out of my palette. Very cool. So, so Shenandoah, um, is, that's not the same university that you have been teaching at, is that? It is, yeah. Amazingly enough, <laughs> I spent, in fact, I just did my last day a couple of days ago. Um, I spent five years there as jazz composer in residence, huh. um, which was a great, it's really fun. It's about an hour away from our house. Um, so the commute was kind of long, but um, it's out uh, in the Shenandoah Valley, so it's a gorgeous setting. And a lot of great musicians um, that are students there. And that's where the National Jazz Workshop takes place. Um, that's been uh, going up for eight or nine years now. So there's a lot of really heavy stuff happening at that university. Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome, man. Uh, so, so you did your undergrad there, and then you, you finished. And, and what was the undergrad in? Yeah, I got my undergrad in music education. Music education. Um, but I did all the jazz classes, too. I ended up with the jazz award and stuff. Um, it wasn't an official double major, um, but I was able to take advantage of all the jazz classes there as well. 
And then at that, at that point, um, that's where I met my future wife. And um, she said, well, if you're going to go to grad school, where would you go? I said, well, I would go to North Texas. So she got me an application and I filled out an application. And uh, I guess the rest is history. I went to North Texas right after that. And what was that experience like? Oh, that was so incredible. Um, the nice thing about Shenandoah, it was a small school, nice, tight fit community, tight knit community. Everybody knew each other. Going to North Texas, it was just the opposite. There's a huge program, so many great players. Uh, I've never been to Texas before, so even the landscape was different. Um, the heat, the, the, my first day there, I had fire ants on my leg biting me. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had no idea what was going on. But it was, uh, it's really, it still is. It was such a great scene because there's so many musicians eager to learn that have a similar interest in jazz. It just completely opened opened my uh, opened my world up. Awesome! I'd like to hear a little bit more about that, but first we got to get to some more of this awesome music that you have uh, you've you've composed or arranged. So the next song is um, Two Seconds to Midnight." Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, this is the title cut from our first record, um, and uh, I wanted to do something uh, kind of funky. And I knew my friend Ben Patterson was going to be on the record. And also Sean Purcell, who at the time was in the Airmen of Note. He's now in the Navy Commodores. Both of those bands are here in D.C. And um, this was written for Alfred Publications originally, um, back when it was Warner Brothers music. But I, I did want to do something that um, was a little bit outside, but really aggressive uh, to feature these two great players. Awesome. Well, here is Two Seconds to Midnight off of Alan Baylock's Jazz Orchestra CD. It's uh, Two Seconds to Midnight, which you can check out on your website, right? Yes. And and what's your website for everybody? They can start pulling it up right now. Sure. Yeah, the website's alanbaylock.com. And that's B-A-Y-L-O-C-K. Right. And Alan with one L. Cool. A-L-A-N. Awesome. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you dig it.
That was Two Seconds to Midnight off of Alan Baylock Jazz Orchestra's CD, Two Seconds to Midnight, the title track. And uh, we got FaceTiming us in the studio, Mr. Alan Baylock, all the way from the East Coast. And uh, so we're going to get back with him in, in a second, but I'd like to plug the show real fast. If you are interested in the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, please go on to Facebook and like the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam on Facebook. And then it would be very beneficial to the show if you shared it with all your friends. And then if you're really into into the show, you can go on to iTunes and you can download and subscribe to every single show that we have done for the last six months or so of the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. Just type in Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam into iTunes and you can check it out, man. So, but back in the studio, we've got the Alan Baylock. And so, man, I appreciate it, man. It's so it's very cool for you to be in here, man. I can't tell you how how much I appreciate it. But um, thanks, yeah, I appreciate that too. Yeah, man. So you went to UNT, and mm-hmm. and you and what and what did you get out of there with? Yeah, I got a master's degree in jazz studies at North Texas. Cool. And then, uh-huh. so so what happened after that? Well, um, so let's see. My wife had moved down there. Also, I'm sorry. We were just no, we were engaged. So my fiance moved down there. And uh, she was getting her master's degree at SMU. So uh, after I finished at North Texas, we were just in the area for about a year, uh, just freelancing. I was writing uh, salsa band charts, transcribing singers that couldn't write music, and all kinds of any 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 writing project I could get, um, I took. Also, I was um, on the road with a Guy Lombardo band playing trumpet. Um, so we did a cruise. We toured the you know pretty much the entire United States. Um, so I did some trumpet playing and a lot of freelance writing. Um, and, you know, we, we were making ends meet, but um, we're definitely looking for other opportunities as well. She's also a musician, so she was uh, she was finishing up uh, two master's degrees at SMU in cello performance and uh, music history. Wow. But, yeah, and a few years before, um, actually during my time in North Texas, I met Mike Crotty, who was the uh, chief arranger for the Airmen of Note <laughs> when I was back in D.C. visiting. And we kind of hit it off, and he was, he had been one of my heroes as a writer for sure. And so I took lessons with him uh, the summer of 93, a couple years before I got in the Air Force. So he had contacted me and said, hey, I'm about to retire. Um, I think you should apply for the job. And I thought, oh, that's hilarious. I'll, you know, That's an incredible job. I can't even imagine doing that. What, at one time, we were at an IAJE conference, and he was, we were walking together, and he kept saying, yeah, this is the guy that's going to replace me. This guy that's going to replace me. I said, Mike, you got to stop kidding about that, man. I'm not even, I still have long hair and everything, you know? (laughs) But uh, anyway, the position opened up uh, with the Air Force. So I applied uh, for the chief arranger for the Airmen of Note. Actually, at the time, it was just staff arranger for the Air Force band. Um, So I had to submit a bunch of stuff, uh, jazz ensemble stuff, chorus stuff, stuff for concert band. I had to make sure they, they needed to make sure I could write for strings. Um, It was a, it was a nice long process. Um, and then after a while I went up for an interview and they offered me the job. And at that point, my wife and I were expecting our first kid. So it was really a no brainer, get to write for the right for a living and move to DC, which was kind of closer to our hometowns. And, um, feel really fortunate because the job has worked out really well. So when did you actually assume the duty? Yeah, well, Mike and I overlapped about a year and a half. So we were both writing for the note. And uh, at that time, I was writing um, a bit for the concert band and a studio orchestra. Um, but when he got out, it was uh, pretty much my gig to to take over as as chief arranger for the Airmen of Note. Um, and it's been it's been great. Probably about 
80, maybe 80, 83, 85% of what I've written for the Air Force has been specifically for the Airmen of Note. Um, again, I've had to do concert band stuff, and I've gotten to write for the strings and the chorus and um, all you know the other units as well. But my main focus has been writing for the Airmen of Note, and they're all incredible musicians and all great guys. So it's been it's been quite a ride. That's crazy, man. So yeah. So what what have been some of the coolest things that uh, you, you've had the opportunity to do with the Air Force Band in DC and with the Airmen of Note? Yeah, well, one of the coolest things just happened last month. Um, I got to go on tour with the Airmen of Note um, because we were touring Texas. And so we actually played at the University of North Texas. Uh, so I got to sit in in the trumpet section and hang out with the guys. And uh, it was really, really a blast. And it was kind of my uh, my current life and my future life kind of merging all at the same time. And part of my past life because that's where I'd gotten my, my graduate degree. So that was really fun. Uh, other highlights were... Um, Working with some of the guest artists like Al Jarreau and Kenny Werner, um, Jerry Berganzi, so many of the heavy, heavy hitters um, came through and worked with the Airmen of Note on this. Uh, we did Jazz Heritage Series concerts. So that's where I would write two or three arrangements and get to conduct the band at the time. And those were always so fun. Al Jarreau just stands out in my mind because being up on stage with that guy, he's just complete energy. And he had that crowd eating off of his fingertips or whatever the phrase is he had them wrapped around his pinky i mean and he he could take a breath and everybody would would cheer for the guy it was so amazingly exciting he was a true really a true performer um i mean some of the jazz artists were more artistic um and they weren't great with the crowd or weren't great on the microphone but they were incredible musicians and great players but uh al Jarreau seemed you know he's a crossover artist anyway he just he just was the pure entertainment, um, but it was great music at the same time. Um, so those those are the highlights for me with the Airmen of Note. But honestly, man, highlights um, also included playing taps at Arlington Cemetery, or I even got to march in one of the inaugural parades. And you know, at the time it's a drag, but afterwards, and when you're actually in the parade, there's so much preparation that it, it it's, it's kind of a kind of depressing because there's so much that you have to take care of before. But when you get to the gig and you're actually marching down and there's thousands of people around, you get to march by the new president. That yeah, was a thrill. It was just absolutely thrilling. So I've had some good times behind the trumpet and also in, in front of the band. Man. Oh man. It's super yeah. cool, man. Well, all right. Um, so we're going to go and get some more music in here. Um, you had another recording called Eastern standard time and this next, track is your arrangement of Stella by Starlight. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. This was our second CD, as you said, and um, I wanted something that featured our guest artist, Jerry Berganzi. Um, and when I started Stella by Starlight, um, I was advised to have it start without anybody really knowing what the tune was. And um, so I took that and um, ran with it, and I didn't... I mean, the, the intro is based on the tune, but the rhythms are a little bit messed up, and it's orchestrated pretty heavily. Um, but there's a lot of space for Jerry Berganzi to play on this one. And uh, he came into the studio and we were just, we just laughed. The only thing we could do was laugh because it was just so over the top and amazing. And he was such a down to earth guy, which makes it always more fun. Um, so yeah, this was uh, Stella by Starlight and it was, it was really fun to make. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in this, you know, you can always go to alanbaylock.com, A-L-A-N-B-A-Y. 
L-O-C-K.com, and you can check out all of his recordings. And I'm assuming that they're all available on digital distribution channels, right? Uh, they are, yeah. Two Seconds to Midnight's a little harder to find, but just uh, email me through the website. Cool. Here's Alan Baylock's arrangement of Stella by Starlight.
That's an interesting chord there at the end, man. I like that. Awesome. <laughs> so that was uh, Alan Baylock's arrangement of Stella by Starlight off of his Alan Baylock Jazz Orchestra CD Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can uh, go check that out online. You can always always go to alanbaylock.com. We've been pumping that all all uh, all night. So Alan, are you you're on Facebook? So people could like you and message you and everything on Facebook, right? Yeah, there's a Facebook page for the Alan Baylock Jazz Orchestra. And then I also have a personal page. And if if there's any educators out there and they're interested in maybe purchasing these charts for their students, is, is that a possibility? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Most of my stuff is published by either Alfred Music or ProJazzCharts.com. So um, a lot of my arrangements, um, I guess I've been writing for Alfred maybe 12 or 13 years. So um, a lot of the stuff on the CDs or that, a lot of the things that we play live are available through Alfred Publishing. Um, and they're, they're a great company. The distribution is unbelievable. It's a good price. Pete Barenbreg, who's the jazz editor, used to be in the Airman of Note. Um, so I, I really um, am fortunate. Uh, I feel really great that uh, we have that um, relationship with Alfred Music. Also, uh, my recent stuff uh, and a lot of my original work is published by ProJazzCharts.com. And it's also it's an up and coming, up and coming musician run um, company, and uh, he's also really fast and uh, really reliable, and um, I think very reasonably priced. Awesome. So we we talked a little bit about um, your Air Force career. Now there's about to be a big shift. We talked about it on the break, but you've got something really cool coming up in your life, right? Yes, yeah, true. And about just a couple months later this year, um, I'll be heading down to North Texas to take over the one o'clock lab band at the University of North Texas. That so, what was the process of winning that gig? Because we were talking about it, it's like you you go from having one dream gig, being the chief arranger for the Airmen of Note, and then going to be the director of one of the best, if not the best, arguably college big band in the world. How do you? it's kind of crazy man the gods must be in your favor (laughs) yeah i I tell you i think my mom prays a lot or something but uh yeah it's it's it is still kind of surreal um and all i can say is i I do feel really fortunate the process was really intense but it was a good intense you know 
Um, I went down there, you know, I got, got them my CV, my cover letter, all, all the stuff that the admin needed to see. And then there was a Skype interview. They had great questions for that. And then I went down, you know, and did, uh, met with the search committee in person. I got to work with the band. Um, I got to do a college, a conducting college jazz ensemble class. There was a and a session. I met with the dean, met with the search committee again. It was a long day and it was really, really intense. But at the same time, it was really thrilling. Um, awesome, man. That's super cool. I mean, it... It uh, I mean, it shows. I mean, the writing, the you're gonna go down there and you're gonna inspire the next generation, which is pretty cool, man. Yeah, I hope to, because I, I I had such a great time when I was a younger student uh, down there, and I learned so much from the faculty, some which are still there, um, that will now be my colleagues, which is also kind of freaky to think about. <laughs> but also the great students that you get to hang with, and it's the same, it's the same vibe um, that I get. Everybody's just so hungry. And um, so into jazz. It's really a, a unique place. Awesome, man. Well, we got some more music to get to. Um, we played music from your first two CDs. You have a, a very recent release that has Mr. Doc Severinsen featured on this record. Would you like to talk a little bit about Primetime? Sure, yeah. Primetime is our latest CD. And uh, we uh, laid down some tracks and then we invited Doc into the studio. And uh, it was an amazing day. Um, all, all together, the guy worked so hard, um, and it shows on the recording. You know, he was only 86 at the time. He's 88 now. Uh, and he, he, his energy was just unbelievable. And he's such a true artist and a, and a true professional. Um, and, you know, he has, he's real specific about where he likes to warm up. Um, he likes stairwells and bathrooms, things that are real reverberant. Um, the studio is real dead. So we, um, I talked to the fire chief. That's right next door, and Doc got to warm up in one of their bays, which was, you know, one of these huge things. That's crazy. And everybody's freaking out. Oh my gosh, Doc Severinsen's here! So uh, it's like everybody being being a kid again, being around him. Awesome. Well, this is, uh, I believe, the first tune off the CD, Torque, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Alan Baylock's. This is your original composition, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Original composition, Torque, off of his brand new record, Prime Time.
that is smoking. <laughs> that was torque. I, and I believe uh, I saw an, an arrangement online. So you can, if you're interested in that, you can go check his, all of his arrangements are available. Uh, and uh, you, you, where can they go again to check out the arrangements? Yeah, well, Torque is published by ProJazzCharts.com, and then um, a lot of other stuff is published with AlfredMusic.com or oh. Alfred.com. Awesome. Uh, you know, I want to get through some more music here. Um, we got a you know a little bit more time, so I'm gonna segue right into this next tune. Uh, I want to be happy. So this is another track off of uh, Alan Baylock's brand new CD, Prime Time. This is called I Want to Be Happy. I Want to Be Happy off of Alan Baylock's latest CD, Prime Time, which is available at all digital distribution channels, I'm, I'm sure. And you can also go to alanbaylock.com. Uh, so, Alan, I, you know, I really appreciate you being on the show. I know you've got a lot of things going on, but I just got one last question for you. So 
a lot of guests that have really strong and long careers. I like to get some words of wisdom for up-and-coming musicians, up-and-coming artists, or maybe professionals that just need to, to, to hear from somebody like yourself. So w- what, what are some words of wisdom that, that you would pass on? Yeah, that's another great, great question. Um, I guess I would, one of the main things I try to instill in, in young students or any musicians is just to keep an open mind. Um, and of course, you have to work hard. There's a natural talent and there might be a natural, natural aptitude that one is born with or not born with, but that doesn't determine if you're going to be a professional musician or a successful, successful musician. There's a lot of hard work that goes behind the scenes. Um, and there are so many gigs to take, small gigs, big gigs, medium-sized gigs. And my motto for a long time was never turn down a gig because you never know who's going to be in the audience. You never know who's going to be on the bandstand with you. Um, and so just keeping an open mind on if you're a writer, you, you got to branch out. You got to listen to all types of music. You got to be able to write all styles. And as a player also, it's not like you're going to be a jazz soloist. There are people that are fortunate enough to do that. But a lot of the true working musicians in L.A. or Nashville or up here in, in uh, D.C., they're multi-instrumentalists and they can play legitimately in any style. Um, and I think that's really, really important, keeping a, an open mind and just working hard because there's a, there's a craft to what we do as well. There's the natural ability, but then there's the craft on top of that that will really determine if you are successful or not. Awesome. Well, thank you for that, man. You heard it from the man himself, Mr. <laughs> Alan Baylock. So, Alan, you know, like I've said before, it is such an honor to have you on this show, the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. You, you know, having artists like you raises the level of the show significantly, man. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Colin. Thanks for having me, for sure. One last time, you can go check out all of Alan's stuff at alanbaylock.com. You can like him at or like his jazz orchestra on Facebook. I'm sure, you know, if you, you want to find out something about Anything you could probably Facebook message him, and um, and then also Absolutely. all the all the peeps down there in uh, in Denton, look out, man! You got a, a giant coming to your town <laughs> at UNT. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna play one last tune off of Alan Baylock's Prime Time, and uh, and so ladies and gentlemen, please like the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam on Facebook. Go on to iTunes. You can check out this show. You can check out every other show we have put up there as a podcast. It's just type in Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam into iTunes, and please like and subscribe. Please share with your friends, and uh, we hope to see you next time, ladies and gentlemen. This is Hey Jude off of Alan Baylock's Primetime album. Have a good night, everybody. Take care.